0: This episode of Haunted AF is brought to you by InBooze, a line of alcohol-infused kits handmade from dehydrated fruits, Spices and herbs. It's a great way to kick up Your cocktails at home.
1: In Booze was Launched by a cocktail lover and mother of four Back in 2020 since everyone was Skipping bars and drinking at home. It's an Easy way to make all the great drinks you love But wouldn't normally attempt at home
0: Yeah, because half the time you don't have all the ingredients You need and wouldn't even know where to find them For example, one of their more popular kits Is the Old Fashioned with dehydrated Oranges, sweet Michigan cherries And handmade bitters infused sugar cubes It pairs perfectly with bourbon, whiskey Or brandy and makes 8 to 10 cocktails so there's plenty to go around.
1: There's also plenty of InBooze kits to choose from. Flavors like Spicy Margarita, Hot Toddy, Caribbean Rum Punch. They even have kits for mocktails, so there's something for everyone. Follow them on Instagram at kits for more ideas or head straight to their shop at InBooze.com.
2: I have got some ghost stories for you. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. Like a very intricate stack.
3: There was a
4: werewolf on our porch swing, holding one of our kittens. The pen was all busted open and there is blood everywhere. There's like somebody standing in the middle of the bed with their finger pushing straight up on the canopy like a tent pole, but there's nothing there and I laid in bed like a little kid. I pulled the covers up over my eyes.
3: (laughs) This little boy told paranormal investigators, apparently my grandfather came back from the dead to
0: harass a toddler. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up in just a little bit, we have a story about a ghost who wanted to be the big spoon. Ooh. Uh, we're also going to talk about this urban legend out of Oregon that I had never heard of before, the Bandage Man. So that's what all- What a
1: name. I know, that's all coming up. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. But first, we got to thank our new patron, Melissa Cruz, and huge thanks to Kat for becoming an annual patron. Don't forget, we are posting- all the content continuously, like in our new weekly pregames that we're doing. You can find it all at patreon.com slash haunted AF. In fact, we recently got this one from our patron, Christina. When I was about seven years old, I had a stuffed Kermit the Frog doll. I loved that thing. I took it everywhere. And of course, I had to have it to fall asleep at night. Being the youngest, I went to bed before everyone else, which meant most nights I would be upstairs alone while the rest of the family was downstairs. This particular night, I couldn't find Kermit. I searched everywhere in the closet, under the bed, anywhere I could think of, with no luck. I was starting to get frantic and went to ask my sister what she'd done with Kermit, because, you know, obviously that's what sisters do, right? Mm-hmm. As I was leaving my room, Kermit was tossed across the hallway from my parents' room into mine. I stood there stunned because there was no one else upstairs. No one. <laughs> I have never moved so fast in my entire life. I bolted down the stairs and yep, everyone was in the living room watching TV just as I had left them. What the heck? Thank you for your podcast, Christina.
0: Seriously, Christina, what the heck? (laughs) And after something like that, do you still love Kermit so much or is he kind of tainted? I
1: know. I feel like after that, there's no more Kermit sleeping with you at night. Yeah. Because
0: he's clearly haunted. Right. Because some ghost kid was playing with your Mm Kermit. We also need to share some of the dream stories that we got this week because, uh, you know, we shared one last week in our weird shit segment. First, James wrote to say, just listening to the new episode and Julie waking up not remembering who she is. Well, I once had a dream that I was a character from a story I was writing. And when I woke up from the dream, I thought I was still that character. Really freaked me out because when I caught myself in the mirror, I realized I had a different face than the one I was expecting to see. Oh my God. Yeah. Then we got this one from Joe who says, I don't know anyone who has died in their dreams more than I have. This sounds like a challenge for you. I know, right? Death by car accidents, monsters falling, maybe a dozen times or more. Wow. Usually upon death, my dream will end. But once I did dream past the death, in this dream, I'm at a gas station fueling up. It's nighttime, but not so dark that I can't see around me. As the car is filling up, I go to the back seat to look for something. I'm digging through the usual clutter, but when I look up through the window, I see someone running towards me. He runs up behind me, and I feel the muzzle of a gun Mm. against the back of my head, and bang, he shoots me in the back of the head, and I collapse. Instantly, I'm floating in black space full of tiny stars. I hear my inner voice say, where am I? How did I get here? Was it always like this? Yes, it's always been like this. I've always been here floating. And the dream ended there. One strange thing about this is that I used to work for a pizza delivery place, and one night I was robbed at gunpoint. The guy had me face the wall, and he put the muzzle of the gun against the back of my head. Luckily, I survived it with only a few emotional scars, but the robbery happened over 10 years after having that (sighs) dream. And that is from Joe.
1: Oh, Joe! Holy shit, Joe. And I'm really sorry that happened to you. No kidding. That is terrifying. I can't even imagine. Is that like uh, predicting the future dream? Yeah, I literally, that's exactly what I thought.
0: Okay, so uh, let's get started. This first story comes from Shauna, And thank you so much, girl, because she sent us so many good stories. This story takes place on a Sunday night.
3: I was in the kitchen cooking dinner. And when I'm cooking at the stove, the entrance to the front door... Of the house is uh, off to my left. And as I'm cooking, all of a sudden, the front door just swings all the way open. Uh, it was completely silent in the house there was nobody else home you know it rattled me a little bit but I was like well maybe it was the wind or you know maybe the door wasn't latched you know just kind of playing it off and so I walked over to the door to like slam it shut and make sure it was secure and at this point I'd had a number of um, occurrences uh, if you will in the house and so I kind of announced into the air I was just like oh let's see you open that door you know Um, almost like challenging the ghost in my house uh, which was probably a bad idea. Anyway, so I finished my dinner and I went to uh, eat my dinner in the living room while I was watching TV. And sure enough, when I went back into the kitchen, that front door was wide open again.
0: Oh. <laughs> He's like, "Take that, yeah, Shana. I know."
3: <laughs>
1: pet of of the the week. week. (laughs) We've been getting so many good Dead Pet of the Week theme Uh, songs. Yay, I love that. This Dead Pet of the Week comes from Kat. Not long ago, my husband was working at the dining room table, his office during COVID, and my youngest was eating lunch next to him. Our current three dogs were scattered around the floor nearby. I was talking to my husband about heaven knows what when I felt a cold dog nose right on my rear end. And we all know that feeling. (laughs) All of us. (laughs) Literally all of us. I tried to wave the dog away only to realize that there was no dog at my behind. They were all sound asleep in my sight and nowhere close to me. I explained this to my husband, who had always been a skeptic. To my amazement, he said that something similar happened to him just a couple of days before. He was emptying out the dishwasher. Yep, he's a keeper. Yeah, he is. And felt a dog by his leg. He went to pet the dog but there was nothing there. He then went on to speculate which of the four deceased dogs had goosed me, so I guess he's a skeptic no more. Aww. Thanks so much, ladies, for keeping me and all of your listeners entertained, cats Oh, that's really cute.
0: And you do that, you're like, well, which one was it?
1: I know, I would want to know. <laughs>
0: okay, so this next story comes from Melissa, and she says, Hi, ladies. Normally, I would send a voice recording because I am not shy, but due to jaw surgeries, I can't oh, speak no. very well. Oh, I'm sorry. So my family lived in a remote, remote, Remote location in the mountains of Winslow, Arkansas. You would drive way up the mountain and then down into a secluded valley about two miles. There was no electricity or plumbing. We had outhouses and used candles. (laughs) You'd think this was a long time ago, but this was the nineteen eighties. There were so many things that happened down there. I could write a book if I had the talent, LOL. One night while my dad was at work, me, my mother, and my two sisters were all asleep on this mattress we shared while the house was being completed. I woke up feeling very odd and weightless. I tried to reach out to my mom, but my arms wouldn't move. Then I heard my sisters screaming and trying to wake up my mom because I was friggin' levitating. No way. I can't tell you honestly how long this went on but to me it felt like forever. I dropped back onto the bed and my mom suddenly woke up to three hysterical little girls. Several family members have tried to say that it was an out-of-body experience, but I was physically off the mattress oh. and had two witnesses on top of that why the hell was my mom not waking up when her two oldest daughters were doing everything but blowing a tuba in her ear and again that is from melissa and she does have multiple stories from this little holler that I, she lived in I, do
1: her and her sisters still talk about it uh, melissa now that they're older i want to know if the sisters still remember her levitating right are they like remember that time yes. you were just floating around and oh god so this next story comes from camille i lived in connecticut in a house that was built around the late 18th this house hadn't been changed much over the years and still had wood-burning fireplaces in the bedrooms. Considering it was usually negative 10 outside, I learned a real quick how to keep those fires going all day. I bet. I would always put them out when I went to bed, though, and would just heat the master bedroom with the oil heater. One night, I went to bed after putting the fireplace out and fell immediately asleep. I woke up around 3 a.m. and realized I'd kicked off all the blankets and I was sweating. It was hotter than hell in that room because the fireplace was roaring. I was so confused, but put the fire out again and went back to bed when I heard, footsteps and voices above me for the record i was alone in this house because you always are Mm -hmm. Uh, like every horror movie you've ever seen i went to go check it out because i'm an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i opened the door and made my way upstairs but saw and heard nothing i went back to bed and woke up about an hour later once again drenched in sweat the fireplace was roaring and above me i could hear footsteps again i put out the fire grabbed my stun gun Cause you know, that'll hurt ghosts, right? Yeah, <laughs> and walked back up the stairs. I hit the last step, turned to my right, and there she was. A woman in a long nightgown with blood all over no. her. Oh. I swear I tried to scream, but absolutely nothing came out. And then she vanished. I did some homework and I found out that a young woman had died there while she was in labor. Oh, God. Every once in a while, she'd remind me that she was there. The kitchen door would randomly swing open or the stairs would creak for no reason. But she never scared me again like she did that first night. Maybe she realized she frightened me and felt bad about it. I don't know, but nothing that dramatic ever happened again in my time there. Camille. That poor thing. I know. Can you imagine a bloody woman?
0: And she's like, I didn't mean to scare you. Right. With my bloody (laughs) nightgown here.
1: Damn it. Bandage man. Yeah. What kind of bandage?
0: Well, it's not Band Aid Man.
1: <laughs> I, I literally, when I first read it, I thought it was Band Aid Man. And I'm like, oh my God. With these, like, nude skin tone band-aids on. How how scary is that guy?
0: (laughs) Okay, well, this next story clearly is called Bandage Man.
2: Hey, guys. So, this one took place, I was probably about 23 years old, and there's this legend of the Bandage Man. There's so many rumors that go along with it. It could have been a logger that was cut to pieces. It could have been a criminal who was shot. But it happens along a highway that takes you to one of the coasts here in Oregon. One night, I drive from Portland out to Long Beach up in Washington and this is where it gets weird. So the story of the bandage man is that you'll be driving at night and you will see a man who looks like he's wrapped in old cloth style bandages. And he will be either walking or running down the side of the road. And he has been known to hop in the backs of cars as they're passing by. And you'll look in your rearview mirror and he'll be there. So I was telling my passenger this story. It's probably 2.30 a.m. We're driving down Highway 26. There's no one really on the road. Maybe one or two cars. And lo and behold, on the opposite side of the road... I see, and so did my passenger, Shut a up. person in tattered, all white, running eastbound towards town. We both stopped and we're like, what in the hell was that? And I automatically look in my rear view mirror. I don't see anything. There's nothing in my car, thank God. I didn't <laughs> see anything in my side view mirrors or my rear view mirror. And I was on a straightaway. So I would have been able to at least see it when I put my brakes on. I don't know what it was. And I will actually send you guys a link. to kind of give a description of it. The scary thing is this bandage man has been known to attack people. And it says in the legend that he eats dogs. But I saw something all white, tattered, looked like it was in bandages, like the bandage man. And Rebecca and Julie, you guys are top notch. Love the podcast. Fun fact, I love Texas. Aww. I lived in Austin for a little while. But all right, bye.
0: That's actually from Brian. Sorry, sweet. I was scrambling to find his name. (laughs) Bandage man. Bandage man who eats dogs. So if you Google this, it's like a legit urban legend. Like I had never heard of bandage man. No, me either. And uh, there's no like pictures. In fact, most everything has just about as much information as what Brian shared. It's just kind of like, where did he come from? I don't know, but I feel like we have tons of bandage men in Dallas. You always see
1: weird shit on the side of the highway. weird people here.
0: I'll see people wearing the most random stuff. I saw a woman in a medical gown, you know, on the side of the road. Seriously. That sounds about right. Maybe we should have a separate segment of like, what's the weirdest thing that you have seen when you've been driving alone at night or just on the side of the highway?
1: (laughs) Dude, because it's Dallas, I got one. (laughs) This this poor woman, she was like wearing like a string spaghetti strap shirt, right? Right. And she's pushing a stroller. And in the stroller is like one of those old school 1970s speakers. (laughs) There's no music playing out of it. She's not dancing. She's just pushing a baby stroller with a speaker. With in a it. speaker. And I'm like, where are we taking that? Like, <laughs> what, what, what are you trading right now?
0: I was driving through Alabama one time and it was about midnight uh-huh. and my headlights caught. I was in the fast lane and right there between me and like the median, there was a gigantic snake trying to climb <laughs> over the median, no. which I actually felt bad. I'm like, dude, he's never getting out of there. No, he's you know, dead. it was a busy highway and he was like, how did I end up out here? But impressive that he got across one side. That he got all the way good over job, there. Buddy, I know. I was like, you're dead Ma- now. Maybe he made it. Steve the Snake <laughs> made it across the highway that night. Uh, oh, yeah, Steve. send us the, your weirdest thing I saw on the road <laughs> at night. Oh, good times. And uh, also your pictures of Band Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> Band Aid
1: Man. <laughs> Bandage man, otherwise known as maybe a mummy. Why do you have on all the bandages? I need more information. I need, yeah. Uh, So this one comes from Jackie. Just finished listening to season seven's first episode. Woo, Jackie, I know she says I miss y'all so much. Oh. During your break, a group of us beautiful middle-aged women stayed in Old Park Hotel in Ballinger, Texas, and did an investigation. Of course, we've done this so many times that we made logo and t-shirts for our group. Look, there's their logo. Can you How see that? How stinking cute is that? <laughs> oh, that's adorable. So, of course, our husbands think that we're all nuts. We got lots of activity, though. I'm sending you a video. Ooh. Ooh. She goes, so to set it up, this hotel was a brothel in the Old West days. So, supposedly, some of the ghosts are gunslingers. We decided to offer them a shot of vodka. We might have had a few shots ourselves. Good girls. When all of our devices went nuts. We were also using a spirit box and clearly heard a man's voice say, don't talk to them. Jerk. We also investigated the Magnolia Hotel in Seguin and got a lot of activity there. You ladies need to come with us next time. We will. We're in. We always seem to have activity wherever we go. Jackie.
0: I think this is amazing. Yes. All these girlfriends going out and having a ghosty weekend right? together. I
1: love that they call themselves the Golden go- the Ghouls. The Golden Ghouls. I know. This is
0: so fantastic. <laughs> okay. So uh, this last story comes from Joe and he calls it uh, Joe's bedside service. Mm-hmm.
4: Hmm. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe, and this is one of my own personal ghost stories. I've got a couple of them, actually. This is the time that I went down to Georgia. This happened about a year ago, and I was visiting a friend. They just moved it into a new place, and they didn't have an extra spare bed. I could have slept on the couch, but instead, they had an air mattress. And I hate air mattresses to begin with. I have a fear that I'm going to roll off of them for some reason. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) while I'm sleeping on this air mattress, I feel something like sit at the foot of the bed. If I was laying on my back, it would have been at the bottom left of the bed. And I had kicked my feet when I felt it and sat straight up and (laughs) nothing there. So I was like, okay, that was really weird. So I go back to sleep, but I make sure to put my feet on the corner of that bed so nothing can sit there again. So Mm -hmm. I fall back asleep. About 15 minutes later, I'm guessing, I feel something sit down at the other side of the foot of the bed. So the bottom right of the bed. At which point I start kicking and I see nothing and just like kind of freaked out. and was like, okay, this is so freaking weird. So I go back to sleep again. This time I put one foot over on the left side, one foot over on the right side. And it's like nothing is going to sit on the corners of these beds. And I've got my arm over in one corner and I've got like pillows and blankets (laughs) in the other corner. (laughs) and 20, 30 minutes-ish, something like that later, I feel something crawl into the bed with me, and it starts to spoon me. Uh At which point, I completely jumped out of the bed, through the covers, and (sighs) turned around. There is absolutely nothing there. But I swear, I felt something all three times. Slept with the lights on for the rest of the night, and nothing happened the rest of the night. Asked her if she had any issues with ghosts around there, and she said she hasn't. But that is my own personal ghost story. Oof.
0: My goodness, Joe, I just wanted to smuggle. <laughs> but think about like anytime you're on an air mattress, oh, no. it's different than a bed. Like you so totally sit on an air mattress. Yeah, the whole go, thing oh, is like, oh,
1: yeah, it's like not quite a water bed, but it's very similar.
0: Yeah. But worse. Yeah. Cause the whole thing, it's like,
1: it bumps you off. So that's Dude, amazing. That's one of my fears is that I'll be on like an air mattress like that. And somebody will come jump on it and it will send me like sky <laughs> high. Siri, you and Joe, I'm like, I... <laughs> Joe's
0: worried he's going to roll off of it, which you do. You always yeah, roll off. terrible. See, my fear of air mattresses is, is when you go to sleep and you're all nice and comfy mm-hmm. and then you wake up two hours later and the whole damn thing is flat <laughs> and you're just sleeping like, on the floor. Why my back
1: hurts so bad? Yeah. Because I'm on the rocks.
0: Yeah, because air mattresses suck. Yeah, they're terrible.
1: Uh, don't forget, you guys, you can actually find all the companion blogs at hauntedaf.com. Links, pictures, and videos that we mention in each and every episode. Uh, you can also watch the video version of our podcast. We put that on YouTube. Because yes, we are filming this. And keep in mind, we have a very
0: active social media following. Mm-hmm, like we've sure. got lots of stuff happening on TikTok, on Instagram, Twitter, lots of fun people getting involved on the Haunted AF Facebook page as well. So go follow all of that stuff. And most importantly, please send us those spooky stories. Mm-hmm. I've been getting lots of emails lately that are like, well, I've been thinking about sending this for a long time. Don't think about no, it. No, just do just send it. Just send it. The email address, hauntedaf podcast at gmail.com, so we can use in Season 7
1: of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you Listen to podcasts, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, HauntedAF.com.
0: Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalica and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters.
1: Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca.